0: Yo, welcome back, guys. We're back. Zach fresh off the VK. Tan popping off the screen. <laughs> it's the Two Point Culture podcast. Zach, how you living, man?
1: Living well, living well. Vacation was fun. Um, got to do some cool activities. It's always nice when you go away and you don't have to stay in a resort. You can Light kind flex. of live with yeah <laughs> seriously just a little bit of a light blast. for those who don't know my uh my girlfriend has family in mexico so it makes it a little bit easier when you travel down there um but honestly it was good it was fun we uh went had uh had ourselves a good time there i mean got to swim in some caves nice. hit up some some parks got to see some ruins which was really cool from Literally thousands and thousands, thousands of years ago. Guadalajara, awesome city. After afterwards, that we hit up, and then kind of from there, got into a little bit of a logistical situation. (laughs) Without going into too many too much details, but you were uh, detained. (laughs) Yeah, let's just say the uh, the vacation took a little bit. Sorry, let's it. just say the, the vacation was a little longer than anticipated, but hey, everything's got, got fine. Got a nice extension there, right? Eh? Yeah, everything's fine. And, you know, I, kudos to my uh, girlfriend's parents for helping me out here and making sure everything's okay. No, I was not a prisoner. <laughs> and I was not put in somewhere. Got, got <laughs> caught with like, the pack on you. Yeah, none of that. No, 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 no. I want to clear my name right now. But... uh yeah, it, it felt good. It felt good to get away. And I strongly urge that anybody who can do it. It's a good little cleanse. And it was a nice, some nice time away from the snow and from the, the cold here in Montreal. But back on the grind, back at work, back to potting. Trust me when I say this, listeners, I missed you guys. Just want to give a shout out to uh, Sean. I mean, he did a great job for filling in while I was gone. Chase, I mean, what can I say? Always carrying it there. it's it's a joint it's a joint it's a
0: teamwork man it's a a unit so we don't we go as far as we go right i thought
1: i'll for sure and i thought yeah i just thought that uh i thought sean had some great answers to some of our questions i mean he was able to go into detail on a lot of stuff that we needed to discuss with our packers fan (laughs) there's a lot of it was good it, that you know we got off of our bias a little bit to get somebody else into there. So, <laughs> And let's be honest, there's a lot of turmoil, or I won't even say turmoil just yet, but there's a lot of news coming out of that camp that I think we should expect in the next couple of weeks to be resolved. So it's kind of nice to get the ball moving on that. I have to say one thing, though, about that interview that I, I was a little bit disappointed in. Uh-oh. Yeah. What I do, man. You didn't do anything. Uh-oh. It's just I'm a little bit I'm a little bit disappointed that nobody wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers' potential destinations and they didn't list the Colts. <clears> like, <throat> what is this? <laughs> you guys are talking about Tennessee over here, you guys are talking about Denver. Well, Come I on, mean man. Aaron Aaron did buy
0: property in Tennessee, so <laughs> there was that speculation. And- All good i had to i didn't have the numbers on the Colts yet so i had to be sure that you guys
1: could afford him like at all too. 36 million baby Actually, you guys are
0: sitting pretty nice underneath the cap there i I like that for you guys
1: yeah but we still have to pay some guys so let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here no no uh jokes aside honestly definitely enjoyed it but hey that's what we do at the two-point culture right we just have great interviews that's right man and uh because we're going through this exercise now where we're
0: um, discussing teams and deep diving into them at the end of the podcast, Zach, I'm going to text you a bunch of letters and you're going to pick the letter. And then that's going to designate our next
1: guest. Okay. Okay. I like this. I like this, but that being said, let's, let's move into the uh, news from around the NFL. All right, man. Let's get to it. Zach, let's start off. Start us off, man. You've been gone for a minute. You're well rested. You're fresh legs. Let's go here. All right. We got some some things I want to get off my chest here. Specifically, a tweet that came out today from Matt Miller. And I thought this is a pretty interesting tweet just because it kind of puts into context of the rookie quarterback situation versus the free agent quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. Matt Miller tweeted. I've talked to more NFL teams this week about Mitchell Trubisky than the 2022 quarterback draft class. I think that says a lot. Well, you and I spoke about this at the beginning, man,
0: like the the talent in this draft class, that's not going to be, or it's not being scouted very well. I mean, what is scouting at this point? We know nothing until we see these guys at least year two, year three into the league. So Give him some time, but uh, yeah, no, not a strong draft class and probably just as bad free agent market.
1: Yeah, 100%. I don't know if it's... Here's the thing. I don't want to say it's a bad free agent market just yet. I know the names aren't okay. sexy, yeah. like, but there's attracted- a lot of uncertainty. Yes. And and I think that's something that you know we both have discussed before. I mean, you've got a lot of quarterbacks that are trying to prove themselves again right or, mm-hmm. or trying to get the second opportunity you have marcus mariota who albeit had some moments that he looked awesome in tennessee but unfortunately just couldn't get them over the hump and clearly ryan Tannehill was a better quarterback yeah he goes to vegas as the backup for for Carr, and i mean i think i think we could talk about this when he had that that game that he came in for Carr yeah. and lit it up like I think that kind of opened everybody's eyes and kind of said, like, "Hey, wait a minute—is you know Marcus Mariota that bad of a quarterback, or you know was he just in a bad situation?" And I think that's a that's a question that most teams need to ask themselves that don't have a quarterback. Mitch Trubisky in, in Chicago, similar situation again, right? Like, it's funny because if you look at how he played stat-wise it doesn't look so bad. No, exactly. But <laughs> living Chicago- that moment. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> also like did the Chicago bears defense bail him out most of the time. It's kind of tough. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's of tough. tough to they, they did. Khalil, Khalil Mack, Adrian Amos for a long time,
0: Prince of Mucamara, uh Robert Quinn. Like those were all guys that moved and made sure that they stayed relevant because and they capitalized on a lot of lucky opportun- opportunities like Aaron Rodgers going down with the collarbone that year and then, you know, ultimately losing to the double doink.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing those memories up. Sorry, Bears fans. <laughs> but back to what we were saying. Then, So then Trubisky goes to Buffalo. And for all, for all we've heard so far, it's just been glowing praise about Trubisky and how he handled the backup position to Josh Allen, how he's worked his ass off in the quarterback room, how he, he, him and Dable have gotten along with each other. So on the free agent front, you have those two guys. Then you have Jameis Winston, who we saw at the eye test. I mean, he came out firing Mm -hmm. in the first couple of games with uh, the saints. And then once again, he gets hit with the injury bug and, you know, here we are again. Well, what's going on with Jameis is, well, we're already he- back at the workout video, so there's that that aspect at least. Exactly, and but again, like, is he a starter? I don't know. Like, the sample size looked good on paper, but again, like, was that New Orleans he, situation that he, made him look better than he did? He, in Tampa? He is a
0: starter though, because just on the strength of what we're hearing from this year, and mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to take a chance, you're probably going to want to run with a vet before you throw the a rookie into. I mean, a capable vet mind you, but you want to take the chance on the vet before you actually look at the rookie possibly because the, if the rookie class is as bad as it's being
1: projected to be, mm-hmm. yeah, Jameis on the strength is going to be a starter start of the season. And then we're, since we're talking about quarterbacks who have injury history problems, Teddy Bridgewater is another guy too, right? Yeah. Like another free agent quarterback. He's battled. I, I love Teddy. I think he's battled throughout his whole career. He's uh, proven people wrong, but here we go again where we thought the situation in Denver would go a lot better than Mm -hmm. it did. And now he's kind of in that, you know, mid to low rage quarterback. That's kind of like just scrambling around trying to find a place. And the problem this year is there's so many teams looking for quarterbacks that I, I don't know what's going to happen to some of these guys. I mean, they're not the, the greatest names, but, You know, you might be able to sign a guy like that for a reasonable contract and then build an offensive line or surround him with some some talent around to kind of hide his deficiencies, I guess you would say on a a skill side. I got a hypothetical for you here, Zach. Go for it. What if? All
0: right. Now, hear me out. What if Teddy ends up back in Minnesota?
1: I don't think so. I mean, if they trade off Cousins yeah that see that that that's yeah yeah that could be i mean that could be an interesting scenario um i will say this i don't want to go into teddy just yet but like no stress from what i'm hearing too like commanders it feels so weird to say that name by the way (laughs) (laughs) what's what's weird what's weirder saying the name or looking at the uniform the, the name, the <laughs> uniform's weird too, but the name, it's got to be the name. The commies, come on now. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you have the commanders, the Steelers, and the Saints that are apparently interested in Mitchell Trubisky. Well, that's uh, I'm assuming a lot of those teams too
0: are probably interested in Jimmy G, but at least with uh, Trubisky, you got a healthy, healthier aspect right now as Jimmy G is going under the show shoulder injury pardon me
1: yeah um surgery. Apparently, yeah that surgery by the way is not supposed to keep him out for too long mm-hmm. he should be back in time for training camp but we've always sorry not we've always but we have seen in the past guys get hurt take the surgery route and the recovery time is a little bit longer than expected now you throw in the fact that he's a quarterback that might get moved to a new team he's got to learn that new playbook that's a lot for some teams that you know especially if they're behind the eight ball maybe with hiring new coaches Mm -hmm. or etc now you bring on Trubisky I sorry, Trubisky now you bring on Jimmy G he might not have he might not be there in your room right away like that could be a slow start out of the gate I don't know I'm just And then he's got to build chemistry
0: too with the receiving
1: cores and yeah, man,
0: it's uh, it's a long line of obstacles, and it's well. I mean, the great thing is, in about two weeks, the the league year will start, and we'll be able to get right
1: into free agency. So that's also a great aspect to look at now, too. Yeah, for sure. So for for me, right now, like if I name like you name those teams there that that are looking at Trubisky, I mean, obviously, I think the Steelers would be a great fit for him. Mm-hmm. I think he could play safe football. Manage the game, he's got weapons, offensive line's great, and then also you could let Naj do his thing, right? Like, don't forget, too, Trubisky was also really good with um RPOs, he's actually one of the better quarterbacks with our with the RPO. So, you have him, you throw Naj into that mix, creates a different element to that Steelers' offense, yeah. It's the
0: only thing that's going to be held with them now is where are they going to have that receiver? We know Juju Smith-Schuster's a free agent, obviously Rodney, uh, Rodney, Ray, Ray McLeod and Deontay Washington, Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson. Sorry. Um, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. You know, they've been quite admiral for, you know, not household names, but Mm -hmm. but how much, how, what is their ceiling? And, What's What do you do at that wide receiver three? The great part about it for them is they get Fairmuth, who
1: seems to be an absolute monster, too. And let's not forget Claypool's there, too, yeah. as well. True. So I, for me, like right now, I think that would be a great fit for Mitch. But, you know, maybe the Steelers go out and get Jimmy G, too. Like, who knows on that end? They're, I'm sure they're going to be interested in him. And actually, I think they are. I wonder what yeah,
0: Chase Claypool
1: year like. I want. I know we're gonna see it, but Chase Claypool year three. I'm super curious of what this is gonna look like. Me too. Just because I think you could use him, sort of in that depot role. Yeah, the the problem with Claypool is, and and like I don't want to get the. I'm gonna put my Canadian bias aside here, okay, <laughs> on this guy. Should I take off the Raptors hat for this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Something to the side. Just put it backwards for a, little, for a second. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, my Canadian bias aside here, I'd like to see him kind of shut up and, and do a little bit more playing than talking because he's costed them in big moments the last couple of seasons. And in your rookie year, I could kind of see, okay, kind of give him the pass last year a little bit less, but now you're going, like you said, you're going into year three. Now you're supposed to be one of the leaders on the receiving side of the ball. I want to see some personal growth here and. And and not complaining about the music, but the actual growth on the football field. Exactly. Like you're not going to have big Ben throwing you the ball this year. You're, you're probably going to have a guy who can throw at least 10 to 15 yards down the field. I mean he was admirable with Mason Rudolph for that little bit there. Funny you mentioned that name. That's another guy too that if they don't find anybody um they deemed, like as a good successor to Ben, they might just run it back with Mason Rudolph. Or um, Or Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> that that's <what> it's, Dwayne. <laughs> Dewey Haskins, baby.
0: <laughs> no, but that's the other option too. And I mean least you know they're they're not short in options in starting in quarterbacks that have started in the nfl so that's a better factor to them it's just is that maturity factor there for Dwayne haskins now that you know killed him basically in washington is what are we getting out of mason rudolph is he ready mm-hmm. to face miles garrett twice a year again under that
1: line and who knows right steelers apparently are also looking at teddy bridgewater and Janus winston now the last report that I have on the Steelers that I'm kind of intrigued by. Okay. Apparently they they love Malik Willis. Yeah, that makes sense too. Now we're in we're getting into draft season and we're getting into smoke screens. Do you think that by them saying that they love Malik Willis, they're hoping that another team moves in front of them to take Malik Willis so that they can take their actual target that I think they want, and that's Pickett from Pitt?
0: I think that's a very possible thing. But we also know the, the NFL and how it works, and teams are doing the same scouting reports, and chances are it'll play out how it plays out, and that's with Malik probably going – to the sealers instead of Pickett. I yeah. I, I, I because I can't see like it has to be Pickett
1: or um Howell? Coral. Cole, well there's Howl there's Coral and there's Howl. That's a problem this year. Like you have yeah. you have four quarterbacks that are kind of interchangeable. It's really gonna depend on who which team views them higher and right. might be willing to make that selection. Like Cor- to me, Coral is the best quarterback in the draft class. But with that injury now, it's like, do it's I really never- want to risk it? <laughs> exactly. And like when you start hearing that any of the five quarterbacks that were taken last year would be the number one pick this year, yeah. it's kind of a red flag in terms of, or at least the number one quarterback off the board, mm-hmm. it's kind of a red flag. Um, but yeah, I mean, free agency this year for quarterbacks is that's going to be a big question mark because. I feel like I get a sense right now that I don't expect much movement on the quarterback front in terms of trades, really. I I got one. I got one trade that's going to happen. This is a biased one, obviously. I think Minshew's going to be out of Philly. All right. Now, where do you think Minshew's would fit best right now? hate to say it. Either the Commanders
0: Mm -hmm. or maybe Detroit. I know Jared Goff is up there, but he also, too, has an injury history that seems to be, you know, relevant much more now than before, so. Uh,
1: I don't know about Detroit. I do, like, I do think you might be right, though, with the Commanders. I think the Commanders would definitely. But, yeah, no, so it's not beyond them
0: to trade a quarterback in within division, so.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that end. And then Oh man, but like I'm trying to think like where else could Gardner go? Like Well, okay, let's be let's go through it here. Uh the Texans won't take him. No, I think they're locked in on Mills.
0: Then if you go to the NFC West, there is the Broncos. AFC Broncos. West. Are,
1: Broncos might take him if, if they can't get A A. Wadros, Yeah.
0: Keep it moving. Let's go through AFC North.
1: Cleveland Browns. Browns won't take him. I don't think so. I think they're. I think they're going to give Baker one last shot. Okay. Um. Yeah. It would have the Jet, to be the, the NFC. Jets are
0: not going to take him. NFC. If we're going through the rest, Chicago won't take him because Justin Fields is going to be fine over there. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah. See how quickly it it fades here. Like like I could see actually, you know, Gardner if he wants to go somewhere that, that might benefit him would be Oh, you guys, the Colts. The Colts Colts could I to be honest, the Colts could actually be a spot if the Colts want to go a cheaper route and they want to um potentially view their options for next for next season the right. following season. Another team that I could see the Saints. I can see the Saints kicking tires on them. I don't think the Steelers... Carolina, right? That's the team.
0: It makes so much sense.
1: Carolina right now, I don't see them being a player for any of the big quarterbacks unless Deshaun miraculously comes available, which even at that, I don't think so. Um, So I think they're going to have to settle. And if you're settling in Carolina... It's not bad to have Minshew, but again, like, do you run it back maybe with Minshew and Cam? And then let Darnold take a walk? Yeah.
0: That's not a bad move. Just just that quick, we we were like, oh, Sam Darnold poised for success in, in the
1: NFC South. That's it? well, funny, because if you look at the first three games or four games of the season, I, mean, yep. I think we all thought it was going to be awesome. <laughs> it's just so like, holy shit, fucking... <laughs> Matt Rule and Joe Brady fixed him because <laughs> I don't think Matt Rule is going to draft a quarterback. Because I don't think so either. He needs to win next year, so I think he has to bring in somebody who is a proven quarterback in the NFL. He's gonna he's gonna
0: attack the offensive side of the ball for sure. Because it, I think it was only last year. If it wasn't last year, it was the year before? But one of those draft two drafts, he targeted all defense.
1: Yeah, it was two. It was the two draft classes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was yeah yeah his first one that's why. yeah um San Fran also if they want to maybe make uh Garner the backup and then have uh Trey Lance start or maybe even have an open quarterback competition so Mm -hmm. that should be interesting yeah it's gonna get it's gonna come quick it's gonna be fast and furious once the uh league year opens up I I just don't think too many trades are gonna happen on the quarterback front that we saw last year like I think it's gonna be pretty calm when it comes to Russ like I don't see Russell going anywhere no
0: not for nothing he's gonna want to have to move his no trade clause so it's gonna
1: have to be something good to get him out of Seattle yeah and I think we've also discussed this like if Russ goes anywhere he's got to go to a place that it's a bigger market so you're looking at one of the New York teams which I just don't see both of them moving off of their current situation. I know he's better he is better than both of them, but mm-hmm. it's just I kind of think that both teams wanna try to build a team around a rookie quarterback contract right now. So uh, to me that rules them out. Hey I'm okay uh, with not facing Russell w- Wilson twice a year. I-, I would be too if I <laughs> <you know? laughs> the Raiders make sense. Ooh Russell Wilson in Las Vegas. Sierra gets a residency. That makes a little bit of sense, but again, then then that means what do you do with Derek Carr, right? Like you'd have to move Derek Carr. Yeah, back Either way, and that's a lot for a rental player. Yeah, that's that's the thing right now. I don't know. It's going to be uh, it's going to be quite interesting. We'll we'll see what happens on that on that front. And then you know, then we get let's get to the Rogers talk here. I get a sense that I'm starting to get a sense that he's staying. Yeah. I,
0: I entertained that thought for a second and it kind of doubled down when I saw today that there's actually contract negotiations going on right now with him in the Packers.
1: So that kind of gives me hindrance that he is going to stay. Now the contract negotiations are if he decides to stay, right? Right. This is what they'll do. The, it's just because they're negotiating. I just want to stress this doesn't mean that he's actually staying yet because we don't know um, when the message. Okay, let's talk first about that message that came out when he put on uh, Instagram. Gratitude. Yeah, the gratitude message. I thought that was his way of saying goodbye. I didn't
0: think it was his way of saying goodbye to the Packers, though. I thought that was going to be his way of saying goodbye to the game.
1: So oh, I, went, okay. I went, I went, I was like on the ledge with that. So you actually thought it was like retirement? Right? Yeah. See, I, I don't get the feeling that he wants to retire. I think he's playing good football right now. And the only way that he would retire, in, in my opinion, is if maybe one of those major networks came calling mm-hmm. for like an analyst spot. And then he's, he's doing that. And then maybe like Jeopardy or something right. like that. You got to watch
0: Amazon now. We saw what they were willing to throw at Sean McVay. Aaron Rodgers can probably run that price up too.
1: Is it $20 million?
0: Was the reported?
1: Hundred. Oh, <laughs> one hundred million. One hundred million. Yes. <laughs> for five years. Yeah. Uh, so it was twenty million a year. That's yeah, what it was. Much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty certain I saw twenty. Let me just. But open... I mean, that's. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's the name of the game. Now. Yeah, I Amazon
0: like... was set to pay hundred million to walk away from the sidelines and into their
1: broadcast boots for Thursday Night Football. It's kind of cool that we're getting a little bit of broadcasting free agency going on right now. Al Michaels, that's what a time to be alive. (laughs) Al Michaels is reportedly uh, being pursued by Amazon too, right? I don't think I don't think that deal is finalized or anything, but there's been a lot of talk that Al Michaels is going to join Amazon. You get you get Al over there on Thursday nights. That's that's a good uh, get for them. Um, Troy's Troy's joining uh, ESPN. Correct. That's or huge, and there's also a lot of talk that maybe because Joe Buck has one more year left on his contract, mm-hmm. there's talk that he, ESPN's he trying to ships. get. Yeah, ESPN's actually trying to get, are, are trying to buy him out of that contract to maybe move over to join uh, Aikman up. I was gonna be like, I, I know we're at a point where we're talking about these networks
0: like, um, like sports teams. Can't they just trade for him? <laughs>
1: So, so funny you say that Al Michaels was actually traded. I found this out. There. Oh, there it is. Al Michaels was traded, I believe, to NBC from ESPN or something like that. I can't oh, remember the exact shit. deal, but uh, it was for the rights to a cartoon character, a rabbit oswald the rabbit or something. Like that. <laughs> I, I kid you not uh, i couldn't believe it when i heard this. zach how
0: would you feel if you your company told you we traded you for a fictional character
1: <laughs> hey whoever's paying me as long as somebody's paying me okay sure let, let me tell you
0: let me tell you something al michaels won that trade <laughs>
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> i've never even heard of oswald the rabbit the guy never saw the light of day man that's hilarious
1: Oh, uh, Oswald the Rabbit. Here we go. Can we throw him is this, up? Do, do
0: we make is this him? goofy little thing? that's like the old school uh Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: 1927. When, when we put this when we put this episode up, we're putting that picture up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're calling this episode Oswald the Oswald Rabbit the Rabbit. <laughs> Don't worry, Oswald, we didn't oh. forget yeah no (laughs) nbc (laughs) now michael's clearly uh, finessed them um okay yeah let's backtrack back to aaron Rodgers here so yeah that's 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 kind of how i saw it was okay he's saying goodbye and then we started hearing the restructuring of contracts for a bunch of players which at first, I was like, oh, maybe they're making room for them. But then he, we also have to realize that they're, what, $70 million over the cap right now? So I think that they've actually restructured a little bit, quite a bit. So they Yeah, they have. Regardless, they needed to restructure to get under the cap. So I was like, okay, wrestling is back and forth. But for me right now, the hire that I think may have changed the game is the quarterback coach.
0: $28 million over the cap right now.
1: Yeah, which is. Impressive if you ask me considering weren't they like almost seventy million dollars over the cap at one point in time? They were no, 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 no. That's that was the Saints. That's the Saints? Okay, because I know I know Green Bay was was up was way past at one point in time. Yeah, they restructured yeah, back- um
0: Baktiari, Aaron Jones, and Kenny Clark. So that in total mm-hmm. uh freed up twenty million for them. And they still need to clear around another 50 million ahead of March 16th. So maybe you're right there.
1: Exactly. Making moves is what I call it. <laughs> uh, cap management. Uh, a lot of signing bonuses up mm-hmm. front. That's what's happening right now. Uh, back to what I was saying though, the nail in the coffin here. And the reason why I think good chance that he's come back is they hired Tom Clements back. Right. The quarterback coach. Now, He brings 26 years of coaching experience to the Packers, including 22 seasons in the NFL and 11 seasons with Green Bay as a quarterback coach from 2006 to 2011. Now, he was also their offensive coordinator from 2012 to 2014 and associate head coach and offensive coordinator in 2015, 2016. So he's basically been around Aaron Rodgers since he was a rookie. So it's probably the best name that they hadn't gotten rid of that. Cause
0: remember when they traded away all of Aaron's friends and they were like, you can't have any new new ones.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. And then he came back. Yeah. And then he came back and he served as a passing game coordinator slash quarterback coach for the Arizona Cardinals in 2019, 2020. You could kind of say that Kyler Murray's transition into being a better quarterback was also in his rookie year under clements so yep. guy's kind of a quarterback guru you know i thought personally when i saw this hire i'm like okay perfect maybe this is aaron rogers's guy they like you said they got rid of uh, a lot of his friends maybe they're bringing him back into the fold but after reading this too there's also a part of me that's like well he worked with kyler and maybe they want him to work with jordan oh that's a that's a great point too because i mean eventually we're gonna have to witness that transition yeah Yeah. unless they sign aaron to another two to three year deal and maybe they move off of jordan love and then in which in which case like i think a lot of teams might take a flyer on him just because of the intangibles right right plus not for nothing if you
0: give that guy a little bit of time he was probably, well, he is being groomed by uh, Rogers,
1: nonetheless, but yeah. Exactly. So I'm leaning towards him returning, but I, I'm still not certain. Until, and like I, I told you this, until I see it, signed, sealed, delivery won't believe the smokescreen around Rogers and what he's doing because I don't even think he really knows right now what he's doing. The only person who's going to break that news is Aaron Rodgers and on Pat McAfee show nonetheless. So, Hey, <laughs> there you go.
0: We, we, we all wait on him and Pat.
1: Clock's ticking. It's draft season. So we're, we're right around that corner. I can't wait. Any other free agency rumors or NFL talk you want to get into? Uh, the only other question I have is for you,
0: what's going to be the weirdest name to see in a different Jersey? If it, if it is to happen,
1: on the quarterback side, on any player, ooh, that's a good question. It's gonna be the weirdest, eh? I got one, and
0: I've seen this before, but I still got one. Who do you have? Dante Hightower in a Miami Dolphins
1: jersey. That's a that's a <laughs> good grab right there. That's a good grab. Weird NFL jersey to see. I'm leading Mike Williams here. Where's he going? I if they can't get Devontae Adams, I could see the Raiders going after Mike Ooh, Black and Silver. Yeah. Staying in the division. Mike gets more money. and Darren Waller are gonna be a problem for whoever's in front of them. And that's it, right? Now sheesh. Do you think the Chargers might franchise him?
0: I think there's a chance. I mean, not for nothing. The Chargers have like sixty million in cap space themselves, so
1: I don't think they're really sweating the opportunity to sign him either. No, but then again, like I could also see the Chargers maybe going after Chris Godwin instead. Fair. A couple teams are going to take a run at Chris Godwin. My, mine
0: included also New England for sure because they need a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing, uh, and I didn't think about this until I really kind of read this today, but do we really see the Bucks just letting him walk out
1: no, I don't think so. And if they, do, and if he does leave, like they'll be in, yeah, they'll be looking for somebody else. There's another team, by the way. Where we haven't talked about quarterback. Like, what, mm-hmm. what are the Bucks going to do? Because I don't think Kyle Trask is the answer just yet. Rosen one. <laughs> I'm gonna pass on that one, <laughs> and don't say Blaine Gabbard either. <laughs>
0: no, I was gonna say Blake Bortles, but. <laughs>
1: Like, Bortles is so- ripping dirt somewhere, okay? I'm, I'm sorry. I was watching The Good Place earlier, so... <laughs> <laughs> Could Gardner Minshew maybe function over there, though? Uh, yes.
0: Very very capably so, too, because it's not like... I mean, with the exception
1: with their question of running back, they have great options in the receiving game. Yeah, and then you throw in... Like, people don't talk about the two tight ends over there. I know. Because I'm not even talking about... Because they're overshadowed. Or- <laughs> I'm not even talking about Gronk. I know. OJ <laughs> and um, Bray. Bray. Yeah, Brate, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, Cameron Bray. Yeah. I just don't think their offensive line is going to hold up now that – Oh, Allie Marpet. There it is. That's a big loss. That's a yeah. pro bowler too. I don't yep. know if Tampa's a destination for some of these guys – Without Tom, right? Like that's kind of loses the allure a bit. And one other thing, they're probably only going to have one more
0: year of like Bruce Arians, right? So,
1: oh yeah, absolutely. And then I think Arians moves, but he actually he probably calls it a career after that. Yeah, he's done what he needs to do, and if he really does enjoy coaching, maybe he joins some somewhere else up as like a associate coach or
0: consultant. Or,
1: yeah, something like that. Because I don't see him being another head coach after mm-hmm. this year. Well, after this year, after the, his time with um, Tampa,
0: Zach, I've let you get your legs in today. Let's do it. You've warmed up. It's been the laps. Now, continuing on with that exercise that we started with Sean, we're gonna dive into your Colts, buddy. Boom, Zach. Fist, for the for the people that can't see, Zach's throwing fists and ready to fight and swinging at the air like Cuba Gooding Jr. in. <laughs> show me the money (laughs) no i was gonna say in um boys boys in the hood hood, (laughs) all right listen let's start with some of the obvious things i'm not gonna dive into the quarterback position first i'm gonna start with the loss that you guys have on your coaching staff so matt eberflus out of here he is the now coach of the chicago bears Zach, what are you guys gonna do from that position? What is your defense? What what do you think happens to your defense from here?
1: Well, let's if you want to start with coaching, let's just start with all coaches that are gone. So we have uh a defensive coordinator position that needs to be filled, or that needed to be filled, I should say, because somebody has filled it. But I mean, so we lost Aberfluss, uh defensive line coach Brian Baker was let go at the end of the season. Rightfully, so, as far as I was concerned, because the defensive line just didn't seem to create enough pressure mm-hmm. that they had been in previous seasons. Linebacker coach left for Chicago and barganzi safety coach Alan Williams is now the new defensive coordinator in Chicago. We got a quarter he just stole corner-
0: he just brought the staff with him. <laughs>
1: He's not done. <laughs> Cornerbacks coach James Rowe is also in Chicago. <laughs> Assistant defensive back coach David Overstreet II is in Chicago. <laughs> Wide receiver coach uh, Mike Grow, he actually uh, formally re- just requested a release so that he can go take the Chicago job. <laughs> No, with the Giants, we also lost our senior offensive assistant, which was never sorry. Which Frank kind of had a little bit of control over, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. And that is Taylor. Right, like he went to Jacksonville. So let's start with the defensive side. All right, so back, back to Doug Peterson, because that's where that exactly starts with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. Hey, I actually like the hire. Honestly, it's a I, good grab. I thought it was a good grab, uh, albeit I know he wasn't a great head coach. But Gus Bradley's defenses have always been pretty solid, and they've actually majority of the times have overachieved mm-hmm. versus what people were expecting. Now he kind of plays a four-three with a cover with a cover three. It's a little bit different of a scheme, but it's not a drastic overhaul. Uh-huh. I do think that as far as i'm concerned in terms of what the colts are probably looking at in free agency is probably adding to the edge um Uh, yeah that was going to be one of my
0: questions was would you say um pass like edge rusher pass rush like biggest need for you guys
1: on that side of the ball anyways too yeah definitely edge rusher i I even have a name that i think would be interesting and that's emmanuel emmanuel Ogba. yeah yeah, I've been seeing a lot of projections,
0: Paul. a lot of projections
1: of where he could land. Like, very interesting character. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy, too, is like Randy Gregory as well. Is yeah. another guy, too. Draft I Randy Johnson if you get a chance. Hoping, but you know, with a late second Sorry. round pick, uh, uh, Chase. Yeah, it's kind of forfeit. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Walk yourself into this one. <laughs> um, no, I'm expecting the defense, though, to have a little bit more. Uh, accountability back there. I think Aberflus kind of took most of the blame, but I feel like now with Bradley, I think he demands a little bit more from his players compared to Aberflus. You know, Bradley also brought in Ron Miles, who's expected to join him as a defensive back coach. He's somebody who used to be, the or last year was the defensive back coach for the Raiders. And I wouldn't be surprised if Indy adds another corner during free agency but I don't think it's going to be like a sexy name like I don't expect like a JC Jackson to come over but maybe a Pat Peterson though he's a free agent yeah I that's like that's actually a pretty good name I I could see somebody who has the experience and maybe is kind of on the back end of their career but still can be a good plug-and-place player that this is a spot and like Indy would be a great destination for a corner like that because Rocky Sin is not spectacular, but he's he, he was solid uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have Moore, who's been astounding, guess, yeah astounding. Yeah, he's been an energizer buddy for this whole team. Who I expect him to be paid quite soon as well. Mm-hmm. So you add in like a Patrick Peterson, and like that's not a bad group. Like, that's nope. that's a the solid group. And, still commanding everything from the middle there. So incorrect. I think the linebacker core, though, is it's pretty solid. I I don't see too much change there. It's the other thing too, you know. I don't want to jump too far into the defensive end position, but like we'd still have a young Deo and and Critty coming back into their second year, and like both guys didn't play a full season last year. So now you if you can get them, uh, you have some experience. Let's get them into training camp. Let's learn the Gus Bradley system and who knows maybe those two guys could become uh, a little bit more dangerous as the season goes on, especially Quitty, Like Quitty mm-hmm. pain was, was fantastic down mm-hmm. the stretch for the Colts. Uh,
0: since we're talking about the Lions, Zach, the biggest question of all, obviously you're the best one to feel this, where did it all go wrong for the O-line with the, uh, with the Colts last season? There was a
1: little bit of consistency. There it is. Yeah. Just consistency. Like they were all over the place. I, I, I personally felt that as a unit, I think they played maybe two, three games last year as a unit max four. But I mean, the left tackle position is, is still a question mark. It's, it's still an area of need. I know there's been some talks of maybe bringing Eric Fisher back, but I think that's plan B plan C. Yeah. I mean, we could shoot for the stars here and, and say, like, let's go get like, like an Armstead mm-hmm. in there. But I, I don't see that personally. I just don't see that happening. Um, maybe they go the rookie, the rookie route. I mean, there's a lot of appealing
0: names right this year's draft, especially on like the offensive and defensive lines. So there's no, you're not going to be short of options even in drafting late into the second round
1: or mid second no. round, I should say. <clears throat> No, exactly. And then, obviously, we got to try to figure out a way of bringing Mark Lewinsky back. That's definitely a guy that's needed, especially at the guard position. There's also been some talk. I mean, we'll probably have it throughout his whole career, but should Quentin Nelson switch to left tackle? I don't think it's a good move. I think he's excellent at the guard position. Mm -hmm. More so that I think if you get a capable left tackle who may not be spectacular, but just maybe a little bit better than what Eric Fisher had to offer last year. I think Quinton could kind of compensate for the, I guess the talent then on that for side. Sure. But I, again, like I think it's just consistency that needs to happen. Like Ryan Kelly too. Ryan Kelly. I love him. Great center, but just, you know, horrible luck last year with what happened with his daughter. I mean, yeah. for those of you who don't know, i uh, unfortunately he, well, he had a, he had a baby. His wife had a baby, uh, a girl and unfortunately she passed away.
0: Thoughts and prayers, obviously, cause that's not easy for any parent to go through or, you know, uh, just thoughts and prayers for everybody in that situation,
1: man. That's a tough space to be in. <clears throat> oh, for sure. But for me, right now, I think going into this season, I think it's going to be a, a question of leadership on on both sides of the ball, and uh, offensive lines got to take some ownership in that, and I'm I'm expecting them to. I, it's funny because people said, "Wow, they didn't play well," but they were still like a top ten offensive line in the whole league. It's just, it. I think everybody has in their mind they're supposed to be a top three and. And I do agree, like on paper, we should be a top three O-line, but things happen and injuries happen, but that happens in the rest of the league too. So you just have to have guys who can rotate in and out. And unfortunately, I don't think the Colts had a good mix of that. Like Davenport, um, yeah, he's hard. Yeah. I'm kind of happy he's gone this year. We'll
0: say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's about time for that, eh? Let's keep it moving through the Colts. So it's about time we've been ducking him a little bit. We've heard a lot of speculation around this man. Try trades, cuts, a lot of things in his future. Um, One of the rare rare things that we get to have in common is we both experienced (laughs) probably the good and bad sides of this quarterback, Carson Wentz.
1: Oh, we're going with Carson. Okay, I thought we (laughs) reaction. Well, no, we we got (laughs) to talk
0: about who you actually have right now, not who you'd like to see in that blue and white, right? Just yet.
1: uh welcome to
0: indianapolis
1: once once and not went in the yeah <laughs> Indianapolis. that's what we've been calling it these days okay okay
0: Whew. zach so, i'm person. just gonna give you the floor you're gonna tell me every i want to hear what you actually think should happen with carson wentz and then let's let's be real here too because if I'm betting, oh, if I'm betting, I think Carson Wentz does end up being your quarterback again next year. But Zach, the floor is yours right now.
1: Share okay. with us your thoughts on Carson Wentz's future with the Colts. So, so thankfully, we had this podcast recorded after both Pal- Ballard and Wright spoke to the media. I will say this aren't glowing positive (laughs) quotes and statements from both coach and GM. Uh, One thing that I, you know, I I like to, I like to say that Chris Ballard's probably one of the most straightforward uh, GMs in the league right now. And he's a guy who you can basically read because he doesn't need to tell you, but just the way he words his answers kind of directs you into the, into where he wants to go for me right now it kind of sounds like there's a bit of a i, I don't want to say a power shift but there, there's a bit of a internal debate in the front office mm-hmm. when it comes to once so judging by what i see like i don't think ursay wants once back next year i think ursay at, like he's looking at Carson. He's looking at the quarterback situation. He's, he's going, "Okay, this is ridiculous. I had luck. I had Manning. I've had all this consistency. I need a quarterback, like a quarterback wins you games. He, I mean, he's tweeting after the, the Allen Mahomes games. He, you know, he's, he's on Twitter saying like how quarterback play needs to be consistent, at a high level. So I think in his mind, you know, that's not what Carson brings. There's, there's too much uncertainty with Carson. Plus let's throw in, and I, I hate to bring this up, but I yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Herce was happy with his vax status because it, it's not that I it's I don't think it was the fact that he wasn't vaccinated, but the fact is that he missed games mm-hmm. because of it. And um even when he played, he also had to play on like a short week to come back. And I think that kind of disrupted the flow of how the team was going for sure uh it's understandable
0: too uh lucky for Carson Wentz in the media aspect of this the Colts were one of the least vaccinated teams so mm-hmm. at least there's that little bit of a break from him from a mental standpoint but just as you said the end result sucks because it ended up with him
1: missing so much time in practice and games and short weeks yeah exactly and then you know this kind of plays into the whole fact that like Ursa kept uh, kept stressing that he needed more from his leaders, from the leadership group. We need more Mm -hmm. from the leadership group. Well, (laughs) funny enough, like now there's all these reports coming out that are saying like, do we question Carson's leadership in in Indianapolis? And it's like, does that have to play a factor? Is it into it? Is it the room? Like, I don't know. It's a little bit, it's a little bit weird, the timing. So I, I will say this. Uh, I think that's one of the aspects that Carson
0: Wentz is going to have to deal with it throughout the rest of his career because of mm-hmm. how things were in Philadelphia and uh, especially towards the end, it wasn't pretty. I mean, he got pulled out the game. Apparently he was just waiting to know if he was going to go back into the game against the Packers and they just kept running with hurts. So yeah, as a result of, you know, that year, Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl and then Carson gets out and then Nick Foles outshines yeah. him. Now Jalen Hurts comes in and the offense starts running a little bit smoother. Like, yeah, they're good. Those questions
1: are always going to be relevant to Carson Wentz's career, which it kind of is shitty and unfair a little bit. Oh, for sure. But then if you slip, like if you go to the other side, yeah. I think Frank Wright really wants him back. And I think mm-hmm. he really wants him to be part of the solution, not the problem. I mean... This quote to me was telling from Frank Wright today, and that was, I believe in Carson. I stuck my neck out for him. I believe he's going to continue to have a lot of success at quarterback. That might be here. That might not be here. But I believe in him as a person, as a player. Doesn't sound too convincing, though. That, no, you're right. But that's you go the also, direction.
0: But he also stands in favor of him because remember Carson Wentz is basically the reason that Frank Reich got that head coaching job in Indianapolis after the John McDaniels pullout. Right. So
1: for sure, Frank has a lot more right writing on this than probably. Yeah. (laughs) And the bottom line is, I think we talked about this last time I was on the pod, but I think next year is a make or break year for Frank Reich. Mm I think Chris Ballard has a little bit more security, but for Reich, like this could be it. And you know, kind of goes back to your first question about the co- about the coaches. Like, there's been some talk that maybe a lot of these coaches are are saying like, "Hey, I got to get out now, yeah, before the ship starts to sink." It's... Oh, that's hey, from Cali. <laughs> 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 Guess she didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> she didn't like the Carson Wentz take on that one. <laughs> um. So, needless to say, you have a guy who loves them. Wants him back. Got the owner who want him. Yeah. And if you're stuck in the middle right now is Chris Ballard, and he's trying to evaluate the situation. Right. Problem with the situation is you know it's been reported that the Colts are willing to take a big swing at a quarterback. They're looking for a trade that was similar to Matt, Matthew Stafford. So future first round picks, plus maybe Carson Wentz, for that quarterback. Of course. I don't think that quarterback's available. Probably not. Because, like, we just went over, like, is Aaron Rodgers a possibility? I don't think so. Sure, but no. (laughs) I I don't know. Because, you know, is Denver – okay, how about this? Uh, Let's let's spin this for a second. Would you rather have Denver's first pick, first-round pick this year or the Colts' pick two years from now? Let's say, or no, like the next draft after. Okay? Denver, Denver's first round pick this year. Well, and then my next question is, okay, if you're the Green Bay Packers and you're trading Aaron Rodgers, yeah. wouldn't you want to trade him to the division where Justin Herbert and um, Mahomes. Pat Mahomes are where, yeah, I mean, yeah, on paper, like Denver's going to get better, but there's also a good chance that they're the second or third best team in that division. So Mm -hmm. that's actually a better first round pick for you. Yeah. You trade them to the Colts. There's a really good chance that not only the Colts going to win the division, but they're also going to be a Super Bowl contender. Mm -hmm. Arguably. Right. Arguably. So that's it. Like when I see that, I'm like, I don't see see I don't see a fit there and then you go to Russ like I know Urse has apparently been quoted as saying that he really likes Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. okay but now with the whole news about Russell not wanting to go to the east coast then there's the Sierra factor I just don't see how anybody could operate in Indianapolis (laughs) as a star per se
0: just find out where the Pacers hang out
1: and (laughs) there you go um but yeah so let's take then. I don't I just don't see that as a fit so then it's like you kind of go down the list and like I got an interesting game that hasn't been mentioned that hasn't really been committed to like I know they talked about it three weeks ago they said yeah he's our quarterback but it doesn't sound like a for sure bit but like what about Matt Ryan in Atlanta well I mean
0: even as funny as you mentioned that as of today even Arthur why well, I'm like Arthur Smith, goodness, Arthur Smith. Uh, said yeah Matt Ryan's gonna be the quarterback for 2022 but yeah you're right it's still an age factor still have to consider you know when are we actually doing this reboot is it right now with Calvin Ridley possibly being on the out so get Kyle Pitts a young quarterback to come up with
1: yeah there's a lot of Falcon there's a lot of things to consider with the Falcon so yeah yeah so like I like that would be Somebody, I think they would try to target Derek Carr. Yeah, maybe. Like, but again, like I don't see the Raiders really moving off Carr unless they upgrade that position. Right. So, I, I think, like you, at the end of the day, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to try to make moves. But if there's no team that's willing to be a dance partner with them, I, I don't see them moving off of Carson. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's back next year, and and they're going to play the whole song and dance of. Well, you know, uh, we evaluated all of our options, and we thought that he was the best. Now, would it shock me if they bring in a more experienced backup quarterback? No, no. Yeah. Like that's where maybe one of those guys that we talked about earlier in the episode, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, maybe they come in right. and just kind of sit there. Hell, maybe Jacoby Brissett comes back. He's also a free agent. I forgot about that too. That's a that's a great name to bring up. Somebody else that's already familiar
0: with that system too. Mm -hmm. Jacoby's going to want to start though. And that's going to be the, the fighting (laughs)
1: point. I, yeah, but I think Jacoby realized that he had a chance in Miami and and he kind of, he kind of lost out on that. So, so yeah, that's kind of like where I think I'm, I'm at right now with Carson is, yeah, you know, as a fan, I would probably like to see us move on, but like at the same time too, if you're not trading for a proven better quarterback, like, What's the point of making that deal? I know Frank Reich's a quarterback guru, and that he could help out and 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 make a quarterback. I mean, like, look at Carson's numbers; like, he can inflate those numbers if he needs to, right? Right. Like he, he, he he. What did we say at the beginning of the year? If Carson throws twenty-seven touchdowns and ten interceptions, the Colts should be in the playoffs. Well, he threw twenty-seven touchdowns, I think, at seven interceptions, right? And they didn't make the playoffs, right? So, like, where is that about? Like they need that extra step and like yeah the other thing too is that like if you're bringing Carson back you have to surround him with one more playmaker now I don't think the Colts are going to go out and get um one of the top receivers but like I could see like an Allen Robinson what about uh, what about an old friend in Carson and Zach
0: Ertz who's also a free agent and I know you guys have Mo Alley Cox but at least there's somebody there with consistency and no yeah know what I mean like that and not for nothing, there was speculation of Zach Ertz being traded to the Colts anyway. So,
1: yeah, I think Ertz would be a great fit because I think Jack Doyle is probably going to be leaning retirement, right? Yeah. Uh Mo Ali Cox is a free agent as well. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe he gets, you know, I think they want to try to bring Mo Ali Cox back. Um, and I think he wants to come back. So, but yeah, Mo, Ali Mo and Cox Ertz would be a great combo actually to think fantastic. about. Fantastic. Uh, another guy too, that I, I think they would be interested in, who's not a sexy name, but I think would be a great fit would be Russell Gage. Just a guy who's, who, who can come in play the second receiver spot. It sounds like the team is not giving up on Paris Campbell. It sounds like they're kind of just tempering expectations for him. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they want him to be more, I think he's going to be in consideration more for the three, four spot versus just handing mm-hmm. him over the two spot. So TY's on the out. There's another guy. Like TY from like last thing uh Ballard reported, which was today, was that there's a good chance that TY plays next year. And if TY plays next year, maybe TY comes back on board. And then we go, you know, we go with those those three. Zach Pascal's also, I think, a free agent this year. If not, I think he's a restricted free agent. Possibly. I saw Carson was working out with Michael Pittman
0: and uh, there was another young wide receiver. He is with Patton. That's it.
1: Patton's so, a good look. Yeah. Patton's a good young receiver too, but I just don't see the upside. He, his ceiling is limited. <laughs> yeah. Like I can see that guy being a, a solid like, fourth option on mm-hmm. a team, which to be honest, isn't bad. Cause no. I mean, guys have made careers out of that, right. Uh, being in that three, four spot. So for sure. Uh, yeah, he is a free agent, Zach Pascal. All right, so
0: Zach, that pretty much sums it up for the Colts. Questions on my aspect. Final thoughts on the Colts: what what to expect before free agency in the draft. What
1: you what what would you like to see them do? I still think, again, I, I'd like to see them try to acquire another uh, playmaker, especially in free agency. I don't think the draft is the way to go this year for that. If I'm going draft, though, I would like to let's shore up the offensive line a little bit, if possible, and and maybe get some help back side of the ball. I, I think that that's always a good place to add, especially deep into a draft. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't shock me at all if maybe they grab another running back. but Marlon Mack took the walk, and then yeah, unfortunately, I know they like Mack, but. I could see them maybe, I could see them maybe falling in love with a a late round running back that they end up making as like a <clears throat> goal line back or something. I don't know. They, that's one thing I will say though, Frank. He's he's done a pretty good job at managing his mm-hmm. running back situation. And like I know Jonathan Taylor is a stud, but I don't expect him to be. You know, dominating carries game in and game out. It's very much situational game management. I'd like to see them get Naeem Hines more involved, especially in the pass game. He's kind of a guy too that was highlighted during Ballard's press conference. So uh, I think that's that's a positive step right there. But yeah, I think just positional players just let's shore up that. Maybe even a tight end. If we're not going to go the free agent or tight end. Let's let's maybe get a. Um, a yum noise. There's some good ones too. No, I, I think you guys should be optimistic. You do
0: have cap space, at least a uh, very capable mm-hmm. GM, very smart offensive uh, mind in Frank Reich. You know, there's a lot of optimism. I'm excited to see what you guys do in the draft. I know it's a little bit sticky of a position with uh, a draft position there for you guys. You're welcome. Thanks buddy. I mean, <laughs> Listen, I've seen Philly miss miss on multiple occasions, especially in the first round. So if you think I'm happy about my position right now, it just means I'm gonna be thankful for one of three. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the NBA, buddy. I think it's time for us to try to fix all-star weekend.
1: <laughs> so my All-Star Weekend fix here? Yeah. Let's incentivize, incentivize this, and let's go with okay. Back to what I was saying. So yeah, let's to, to change this up for the dunk competition. I say first, guys who are competing have to play for a charity. Fair. I right, think
0: we'll uh, that would give it a
1: little bit. Yeah, of course. Get it rolling a little bit. That's one, two. I think we got to go back to the east west. In terms of the actual... All-Star I like that. Game. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I
0: mind that so much.
1: Because I think now the talent is pretty much... Nope. Yeah, I think the talent's balanced in both both conferences. I think it'd be a really interesting game now.
0: Not like when the West used to smack the shit out of the East for like six years in a row, which got us here. So.
1: <laughs> Correct. Now, if you want to up this notch... East first West in the finals. Ooh, that'd be tough. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be perfect.
0: I, I like so that
1: let's, too. So let's say the East wins, and the 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 Eastern Conference that represents in the finals, they get they get home court advantage. They get the four games versus. Yeah, if you lose, well, then you you get the three. The only thing that would kind of suck would be like if a team is like a cinderella team goes on a run and then ends up getting home court advantage over like let's say the golden state warriors that would suck but it would be it'd be an interesting change i guess we'd say um anything on your side that you'd like to add or change uh the dunk contest participants have to work with actual
0: dunk contests like actual people that can dunk (laughs) because i think that that's the thing that lacks is like it's good to think you have this bounce of this creativity, but sometimes when you're under those lights, like things change one and two, just to actually get another mind in there. That's familiar with what you're trying to do is probably the best fit. So I, I think that the dunk contest participants should be working with somebody. You got to show us one of those dunks before the dunk contest though, to make sure that we actually know what we're getting. <laughs> I understand that we also atrocious heard, to watch. Yeah. It was so bad. Like uh, Jalen Jalen Green missed like seven in a row on that, and just I don't know, man. It was like watching Nate Robinson, but like tall.
1: Yeah, it just kills the, it just kills the momentum of the whole like contest for sure.
0: Uh, which is also why we're at the point now because I'm re- we remember we used to stay up to watch those dunk contests like especially when it was like Richard Mason and you know Baron Davis with the exception of the the one where he fell short with the headband over his eyes, but
1: Richardson.
0: Yeah. A, another one. Uh, Vince, obviously Kobe when he first started.
1: Like, let's not go too, too far here, but like, let's just look at the Raptors. Uh said so when the Raptors hosted the All-Star game, you had uh, Levine versus uh, Gordon. True.
0: Very true. And it was the great, that was easily the greatest slime dunk contest we've seen. Like that was the best one for sure. Hands down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we have to see that, and unfortunately, because like even so, like, like you know what it would be also because a lot of these names aren't really grab like jump off jumping off the screen, um, but like, how crazy would it be if we got John Morant? Like, because we know what he's capable of to do. Right? Anthony, so, yes, Edwards. Yes,
1: <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Right, like that would be the perfect uh candidate that's a guy who just breeds confidence right
0: like, so like, get us the capable dunkers healthy guy.
1: Zion yeah yeah
0: we're getting robbed of that too but yeah get us the capable dunk dunkers again and you know let's get it back to what it used to be because as great as it was there was a point when like I said the it was the dunk contest we set up for not the three-point contest that happened before the dunk contest is kind of like last call at the club <laughs> Uh, like oh, i'll just take the best available yeah exactly lights <laughs> are about to cut on need to get out of here
1: <laughs> uh 10 10 can't can't 10.
0: see can't see them with the light on. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> and we're back <laughs> yes 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 we're back <laughs> yeah that's kind of like my changes i did thoroughly enjoy the rookie tournament though that yeah was pretty that was good Boy, the, yo, the Cavs had some weapons, man. Holy shit. No doubt. That team is building for future and maybe for a future run at LeBron. Who knows?
0: I mean, that has to be incentivizing to hear, yo, draft my son and I'm coming.
1: <laughs> Talk about kids draft stock. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we got Bronny and LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Like now, what I want to know though is like, does Bronny actually have to see the floor? Or does he can he just sit on the bench, just watch his pops play? I mean, well, there's something that's important to remember
0: too in this conversation. Like, Bronny still has like four years before he comes to the league. Really, that much? I thought he still, yeah. like,
1: I thought it was getting close. No,
0: I think he's got at least two years left in high school, which means he's got to do at least one year in
1: college, right? Well, no, not anymore, because you have the – they took away – you don't have to do oh, that Oh, yeah,
0: anymore. you, you can, do. Yeah, LeBron, yeah, but LeBron's not letting his kid miss college. <laughs> That's
1: true. Well,
0: he missed. He might. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I well, don't know. No, I say that, too, because Bronny is not the athlete that LeBron is. That's not to say that – like, Bronny's probably better conditioned as an athlete, but there hasn't been yeah, that, so like, they- that takeover feeling about him, like he's going to be the next <laughs> up yet,
1: so – so 2024 would be the earliest that Bronny can be drafted. Okay. So two years. and well, That's the earliest. Like rem- there's also a
0: chance. And remember, that the, could... yeah, there's that. But there's also the thing that we're not thinking about too, which is he's already coming off of a serious knee injury.
1: Yeah. And he's also growing like crazy too. Yeah, So
0: uh, give him some that, time. I, I mean, we'll see what it is for that. But yeah, that should be a, that'll be an interesting cohort. Coheres that, and it might happen in LA. Who knows?
1: Might it might, but I have my sneaky doubts that it will not be. Y'all are tanky for for him now. It's not fun I, to tank when you don't have draft picks.
0: <laughs> um, that's what I was going to say to you before uh, when we were like when you had said you wanted to duck the Lakers today, but apparently there's a uh somebody put a bet down at the beginning of the season that the Lakers would miss the playoffs.
1: <laughs> They must be about to get paid handsomely. For that. I think
0: I think it was a uh, hundred dollars to one hundred and sixty k if that hits.
1: That guy's definitely a Clippers fan. Actually, I might know that guy. That's the worst part of town. Oh, back of the building. I might know that guy. That's the worst part of all this. Oh, but yeah, that's it. No, uh, the, for the Lakers, that was just just quickly like. I was watching, you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, basketball actually recently, like um, every night I've tuned into like one or two games and just kind of getting a feel more for the league and what's going on as we move closer and closer to the playoffs. But I'm jealous right now because I, I see these young talent and like the struggle and like the way that the fans react to homegrown talent that's been drafted and brought up through the organization. And like, I just feel like that's missing right now from the Lakers. I I don't know what it is, but like, I think this experiment's getting close to the expiration date and it wouldn't shock me if Braun leaves. And it wouldn't shock me if uh, AD is traded in the next, you know, one or two years. And mm-hmm. I, I don't even, ex- I don't expect Russ to even be back with us next year. Like,
0: no, I find I that, that hard sh- to believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that ship sailed, and I, I unfortunately right now, like, I think, I think the NBA is kind of out on rust now. Like, it's it's kind of gotten to that point where, like, I I don't know who else would maybe take a chance on him. Maybe maybe Houston. Again, I don't think so though. See, even at that, I don't I don't see that. Like, you know, I, I was thinking about him. Like, maybe OKC wants to bring him back. Like, I don't know. I I just don't know when it comes to Russ. I'm not sure. Um, Another question
0: for you on your Lakers that has nothing to do with this. But are you gonna watch the documentary that they have on on them on HBO?
1: For sure, absolutely. I definitely will. Uh, About the Showtime Lakers too. So it'll be like your glory days a little bit. There. <laughs> Fortunately, I wasn't around for that. I just think it. It's just funny because like I was watching like I was watching Jaw the other night. <laughs> Drops fifty two. No big deal. I watched, um, you know, I was, I've been watching book with, uh, excuse me, with the Suns, yeah, um, Donovan. you know, Tatum, yeah, with you guys, and like, I just feel that the energy that the the arena has when it's a homegrown guy who's kind of evolving into that superstar, it's just it's just different, and like, I just feel like the way that the Lakers rallied around Kobe. It I know he wasn't drafted was by them. It was different, but it was different. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm not like. Yeah, he wasn't drafted by him, but
0: you know, the first game that he took a he played, he was in yeah, the
1: Lakers uniform, so that doesn't really exactly. matter too much, right? No, but that's it. That's exactly what I mean. Like, I just feel that right now, there's no emotional connection to this team from the city of Los Angeles. Like, like somebody mentioned it. I can't remember who it was, but he's just like, you know, when Will. Went to Lakers. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really a Laker, you know. Right. Like, like uh, Jerry West was a Laker. Right. You know, Magic was a Laker. Like the guys that came up in the organization were Lakers. Like the only guy that like that, that we could kind of say that wasn't the Laker but was embraced like a Laker was Shaq. Yeah. Like that's the only guy that I could think of. But like even LeBron, like like if LeBron leaves, like <laughs> I don't really. Think like no, but that's the thing. It's like I don't really think that like Los Angeles fans will will make a big deal out of it. Like I think most like Laker fans are going to be like, cool. Like thanks to the championship. Like have fun. Yeah. Like, even AD. Like I, I think people are just tired and frustrated for the for the fact that like he he's missing games and then like once he's out there like he just he's struggling. Are you surprised that Russell Westbrook came back to LA
0: before the trade deadline? Unlike you who made it, who didn't make it back before the trade deadline. (laughs) Uh, I
1: actually expected to be honest, I expected Russ to to continue as a Laker past the trade deadline. I just don't think that there was any deal that made sense. Like the buddy healed deal. Like that doesn't make sense as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, you're trading a bad contract for a bad contract. I, I, I don't see that. Like the only thing that maybe made a bit of sense been if they were going after John Wall, but then there was like, then there's like the whole, like, well, who takes, who takes yes. picks with that? Yeah. Like I, to me, that's like a wash. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's best to just stay the course. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it, but Patience. cut your losses. At, yeah. Cut your losses at the end of the season and, and reevaluate like, Look, Hey, I'll tell you one thing. The happiest guy right now in L.A. is DeAndre Jordan because he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Got to play for both. Now it's DJ Augustine that you guys are bringing in in
0: this spot. I saw also Isaiah Thomas is going to be signing with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I did. Yeah, that's good for him. Last question. What was uh, your overall thoughts on the NBA trade deadline? Uh, What move surprised you? And how
1: did you actually feel about the Harden-Simmons trade? The the deal that surprised me was probably the Porzingis deal. Oh, yeah, that,
0: that didn't, makes sense.
1: I didn't think Porzingis would have been traded. Sorry, I thought Porzingis might have been dealt, but I didn't think it was going to be for that low of value. Like I, I No offense to Dinwiddie, but I just I thought if they were going to move Porzingis, they might have try to acquire a player who's a little bit higher of a caliber. Um, but it also kind of goes to show you, and, and this is gonna be my hot take here. I think Porzingis is about to be the new Kevin Love, where he's going to be a big contract that's unmovable, that's stuck in a place that nobody wants to play with. Yeah. Play in, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my favorite trade, my favorite trade. I love the Halliburton trade. I think that guy's gonna be a stud. I don't know why Sacramento gave up on him. Uh Momento. Yeah, dude. Sabonis (laughs) is great, but the upside for Halliburton is just it's just there. And I I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be a superstar player for them in in the next three to four years. Makes sense that they
0: didn't trade Miles Turner at that time too, so.
1: If no, that's, and, that, and that's what be, they're bringing in to work with. So, and that's a good little rotation that they got yep. going on right there. You know, it's funny because they're playing. Don't forget, they're playing this season without TJ Warren and another yep. player too who's been out. Plus, you're plus. There's a good chance that they're going to get a really high lottery pick. Like, mm-hmm. like the Pacers could be back in the next year, or two years. Like, it could be a quick rebuild for them. Yep. Um, now yeah. my thoughts on the Harden the Harden Simmons deal. Uh, time will tell for the net side because Ben Simmons needs to play a game, but right now Harden and Embiid look like a problem. They look like they complement each other. Uh, my biggest worry though, for them is right now we're seeing the positives. We're seeing the uphill. I want to see what happens though. If they lose a couple of games, how that relationship, How, how, how
0: they work with, um, what's the word I'm looking for here?
1: Uh, how they deal with like resistance and yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes, but I I watched Harden the last two games that he had played and he looked fantastic. To be honest, he looked like somebody who was a lot more engaged, um, seems pretty confident and, and capable of passing the ball around looked a little lost defensively, but that's James Harden. That's, that's nothing new. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, I think it was a good, honestly, it, it, to be honest, it could end up being a really good deal for both teams in the end. Uh, I'm just hoping somehow, some way that Kyrie could play more games, be more involved, especially during the playoff run. And there's a potential chance that we might get a first round matchup of Brooklyn versus Philly, which I would love that. Don't forget March 10th. They actually face off against
0: each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons right now being reported. He's having uh, his back is flaring up. So his availability is up in the air, but we always knew that was a possibility. Uh, it's going to be in, listen, I know for all intensive purposes, what we've seen out of Ben Simmons, but still pairing him with KD and Kyrie is a scary thought. Uh Two offensive scores with no, sh- like nothing really missing from their games on that side of the ball. And if you need a better defensive anchor who, uh, yeah, you probably take the hit on the offense and give up James Harden for Ben Simmons. So, I think I actually liked the trade from the Nets perspective. I understand it looks crazy when you're like, yo, (laughs) what did did you do? But I I, I do like it because also you got to remember Seth Curry and um, Paul Millsap are involved and Andre Drummond, yes, of course. Uh, If you're Doc Rivers, (laughs) one, one thing that I found was ironic. So Zach, say you're a head coach and your future child, daughter, is dating a player. Do you tell your child first that the player is being traded or do you tell the player first?
1: Tell the player first. Sorry. And
0: and go, hey, listen, I know I have no say in your life, but you're going to have to start looking at houses in
1: whatever market. It's business, baby. At the end of the day, it's business. Doc's got a lot riding on this season because I've said it before and I'll say it again. Doc Rivers will not win a championship this year. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so so I... ho oh, ye of little
0: things. <laughs> I can't say that's my former coach, man.
1: <laughs> Hate that I got to play I... that guy twice a year, <laughs> four times a year. Are the 76ers the villains of the M- of the NBA right now? I mean, you could make a strong argument. Yeah, I th- I, I
0: think so. I think that I... he died off on the uh, on
1: the bucks so. Yeah, I would have said it was probably it was probably between them and maybe. I know a lot. There was a lot of hate towards Miami. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I got to bring this back here. Those Bulls, they look great. Yeah,
0: Demar Derozan's going crazy right now, and I'm ha- I'm happy for Demar. I'm happy for this resurgence in his career. It's taken him ten years Absolutely. to get to this point. He's Looking like he's gonna be first team NBA all pro. His name's in the MVP conversation as it should be. And he's just been on a tear of 30 point games and up and doing things that we haven't seen players in a Bulls uniform do since Jordan. So salute to DeMar DeRozan.
1: Or Derek Rose. Or Derek Rose. Or Derek Rose. Or (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I wanna put Derek Rose
0: all respect on that. Yeah.
1: Um so I got I got a question for you. Um Obviously not this season because uh, unfortunately one of these players was was lost for end of the season. But going forward, mm-hmm. who would you rather have on your team, Bradley Beal or Zach Levine? Ooh, Zach Levine. I, I, Me listen, too.
0: I, I I I love Bradley Beal's game. I think he's an absolute weapon. Yeah, Zach Levine has shown what he can carry on for years, not complain and just how much he grinds and grinds it out. I mean, that also speaks to the organization, but Hey, for a long time, we can criticize those bulls rosters and what they've done. Yeah. I'd go Zach Levine for sure though.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I'll take Zach Levine on this one, but I, I just found that like offensively he's kind of transformed his game. Mm-hmm. It He continuously gets better. And I had to, like look this up again but he's 26 years old that's yeah. it's insane to think like i feel like this guy's been in a league forever but whew. well he still got a lot of first, good years
0: his first dunk contest was what 2015 2016 yeah like yeah and and he worked his way out of that box which like makes it even better for him where oh i'm not just a dunker like mm-hmm. i got a mid-range game i got a sh- three three strong three-point game like yeah <laughs> I'm i uh Zach Levine's the easy choice on that one.
1: Is John Morant the most exciting player in the NBA right now? Currently, yes. I think so. I, I think people pay tickets not to see the Memphis Grizzlies, but just to see John Morant. John Morant. He's he's yeah. like
0: what Steph Curry was when he started that
1: ascension of like three point shooting, but just doing it all. <laughs> Currently, right now, if you had to if you had to name three players that are the most entertaining to watch, who would they be for you?
0: Ooh, three players that are the most entertaining to watch. Okay. I'm going Ja. I'm going Damar. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to be biased here. And I'm gonna, actually, no, I won't be biased here. I'm going to go with LaMelo Ball, actually.
1: LaMelo. Nice. Yeah.
0: I, I want nice, to be a right? little bit
1: different because,
0: yes, it's Charlotte, but that kid is going to be a fucking stoop when it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, 100% agree with you on that one there. He's, he's His game has just, like, risen to a whole new level, and, like, I think it's going to continue to rise. Like, it's funny because I, I he's slow. To me, personally, like, he's going to be surpassing Trey Young mm-hmm. very soon.
0: Mm-hmm. He's, when when his
1: dad was pitching... Lonzo,
0: like that's what Lamelo is. Like that's what we envisioned we were getting with Lonzo and Lamelo yeah. just there in year two. Like, yeah, no problem. It's fine. And that's no disrespect to Lonzo because Lonzo's having a great year himself too. But
1: yeah, yeah. uh I think for me though, on my side, like I still have to put Steph in there. Yeah, I think Steph Curry is just with all due respect. I didn't mean
0: to take Steph out there, but it was just too easy of a choice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go Steph. I'll go Jaw, and I. I have to, I'm definitely with you on this. One. I have to go to Rosen right now. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- those three have just exceeded my expectations. Well, it's funny because like I say that about Steph, but like he continues to amaze me. It's just, you think, you think he's done? I, well, you think he's done. You think he has nothing left to prove. And yet, boom, here we go again. It's going off, breaking another record at the three-point line. <laughs> I do want to highlight uh, on, one thing. Oh, never mind. Honorable there, mention, though, Doncic's well, because Donchich has played yeah. on a different level since the trade.
0: Yeah. Uh, of course, Oh Siakam just filed out against the Nets. Uh, I was going to say this. I just got this update in the G League. You remember uh, Nick Stocks, a Stocks kiss? Wow, what a name. Yeah, yeah. Nick Stoskis. Yeah. 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 Nick Staskus scored 34 points in 13 minutes. What? Yeah. Finished. <laughs> Finished twelve for twelve and left the field with fifty-seven points.
1: Ah, boy, Nick. Just, just a little G League news there. <laughs> shout out to the Mississauga native. Yeah, Canada's on the
0: come up, man. I'm telling you, even like this kid, uh, Danilo Batten on uh, the Raptors. Like, yeah, good things for Canada. Big kid.
1: Right? Yeah, Canada's got Canada's got some talent coming. Uh, Wiggins. Has taken a huge step forward. All All right, right. that's it. That's it. Anything else you want to touch upon? We done. Oh, just if you
0: guys haven't started yet, Kanye West episode three comes out tomorrow, and that's the one where they really get to the shits. But Zach, no, you have to watch this.
1: This shit is incredible. No, I obviously do. Do some restrictions. It was a little bit late to uh to starting the the uh, you, you, didn't and, no uh, Yeezy, you didn't get no Yeezy you didn't get no easy in your Cerrado while you're in Mexico, man. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> dude I didn't see too many Jesus, but I got a lot of Jesus, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, definitely looking forward to that. I cannot wait. I heard I heard especially the first episode's mm-hmm. really good. Trust kind of dives the first, in. The first episode is uh you're gonna see a lot of big names in
0: here that you probably didn't expect to see even small glimpses quick well no actually i won't even spoil that for you but yeah no a lot of big names that are in it a lot of raw reactions a lot of ideas that you know were created you see how they were created and mm-hmm. yeah just a, a monster man um yeah charles Kanye. i'm excited for donda too whenever that comes is that really not going to be on streaming platforms Uh, well so right now it's only on the stem player i don't i think it will be available for streaming i just don't think through apple if anything because he's been working with amazon a lot lately it might be through their providing service but some point or another that's all going to come out and you'll be able to get that wherever
1: i'm definitely going to be that so i'll hit you with the link as soon as i find it (laughs) that's what i want to (laughs) hear With that being said, I think this is the Two Point Culture and we are officially out. Peace! Later.